Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Rugby Report Card. Um, it's been a bit late. We did say we would do it on Sunday. Did, did we say Sunday? We did. I don't. I don't actually remember Sunday specifically being mentioned. I think you did. Did I? Yeah. Isn't that right, Jim? Yeah, Jim's not here with no, us again. No, no, <laughs> no. He's actually um, getting these shirts made. Really? So he's at a um, logo design session. Oh, wow. So if you're interested, um, hit Jim up and yeah. ask him about the shirts. Yeah, he would love that right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really supportive of the program. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? He, uh, As I saw on Twitter, he got up, Jim. Did the, he? The uh, Pumas 13 Plus. Yeah. Oh, he's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, Do you know what? It's, it's amazing then how uh, accurate he was for a week where he was so confident as well. Wins all round for well, Jim. Wasn't quite correct and, with and the draw And even better then. for Wasn't for quite Jim. right with the draw. He was off go? with the draw. draw. But I like that the Wallaby defence in the second half did his mentality. <laughs> Asked me on Tuesday if that was the right choice. And they've taken the gym approach. I like that. And yeah. avoided contact at all costs. Maybe Nathan Gray's been in contact with Jim for some coaching <laughs> advice. got some advice, and they're both discussing how not sore they are. It's done super well. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to the Rugby Report Card for another week. We are I've already sorry done that, we're late. I've already done that. All right, well, fuck. Uh, There's not much else to say. The game is a replay of the week before. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm less emotional now. If had we recorded on Sunday, oh. I would have offended creeds, races, no, you sexes. Wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I was furious, Richard. Yeah, furious. I, I was kidding. I wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't have. You're a high school teacher. You wouldn't do anything like that. No, but I was very upset. Yeah, I was very, very upset. Which but you, I've calmed down now. That's good. I've calmed down. What do we want to start with? Well, why don't I start with some perspective? If, you, do, you don't have any. <laughs> if we imagine that there was no New Zealand team. If they didn't exist, they weren't on this earth, they, they didn't matter like they don't in all other things other than rugby. You just, you just said, let's have a little bit of perspective, yes? But they are on this country. Yeah, but yes? let's, let's pretend they are they're here. not. Okay. Arguably, any World Cup, any rugby championship, I am fairly content with how Australia is tracking. A few tweaks here or there, we, we could potentially win anything. Now, obviously, that's not the case. We lost to Ireland at home. Just going to remind you. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. Um, but arguably, we're in. We're in with a shout. So I just think um, we need a little bit of perspective that we might be in a. You'd say once in a generation, Kiwi side, but the fuckers have been like this for twenty years. Mm. Um, they're, they're a pretty special side, this Kiwi side. When you look at their Super Rugby domination, their International Rugby domination, and it's not like anyone else is competing. We're the only team that's beat them in the last few years. So I suppose the question for me, to, as a retort to that, would be... I know every fucking heaps of retorts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be nice. I'll be nice. It's Wednesday. I'll be nice. Okay, the simple question would be... So when you play New Zealand next, are you happy to accept defeat? No, no, and that's the problem. That's the fundamental problem here. If it was just um, you, you being second best is great, we're not... Hang on, Let's just talk about that, shall we? We're not there, but I don't think a dramatic reform is needed. Like, I think for us to beat, say, an Ireland or, say, South Africa or, say, in England, I think we're behind all of those teams right now. But, say, for us to beat them... It's probably a matter of one or two personal changes, a bit of a better camp, one or two refereeing decisions going our way, and we beat all of those teams. It's not that dramatic. For us to beat New Zealand, 
it's 21 of the 23 changing. It's a new coach. It's a new... Everything needs to change. We need fake birth certificates from Kiwis. Um, so, okay, so if that is going to be the case, they are here on the planet. Yeah, no, they are. So those things it's need to happen. It's quite a small country, though. Yeah, it's it like a nuke or something. Oh. <laughs> Can we just confirm that with Blake? <laughs> yes. Um, so, it, no, but does that need, So, therefore, to be successful, to beat the All Blacks, you've just said dramatic change needs to occur. The, the, so does it? Yes, but the... The problem you come up against is incumbent is too generous a word. There's certainly not an incumbent. There's not even an option. Go through those positions. There's not even an option. Or there's not even an option that hasn't been tried. Mm. Let's take the back line first because I was a back. Genny is the nine, full stop. There, there can be no change there. Are you, you're not wanting to consider fits no, you know, for his all-round game, um, passing, ten, kicking, you know? Ten, I'm, I'm willing to try something new. And I actually think Foley had a right game, but I think it's time to try something new. No one else is playing ten. I, I would say in a year's time, we're probably talking about Tamuva, who's probably playing ten every week for the Rebels next year, potentially. Potentially, and maybe that's potential is a word, but... Um, twelve, there's zero pressure on Curtly Bill, and he's not even a twelve. No. Thirteen, they're injured. It's there is competition there. It's Karevi mm-hmm. v Karandrani, and I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the back three, there's a little bit of competition, but it's all the bikes that are getting picked anyway. Mm. Um, the forward pack, there's no pressure on Poco. There's no pressure on Hooper. There's no pressure on Tui, who's not even up to it. There's no pressure on the row, who aren't up to it. The bench comes on and they suck. Mm. Um, the front row is one of our only positives and we're still not competitive who'd have thought that eh yeah well that's one positive Mm. Um, but we're we're not competitive there it's our positive and we're not competitive which is a real worry at the end of the day let's be totally frank so and then you know you go one step further and you look at the coaches what the fuck has Mick the kick done mate I'll inflate the balls for his pay packet but wasn't it and I know you love this moment but a couple of months ago weren't you swinging off him yeah mate I'm fickle <laughs> no, I, I'm not in because it hasn't worked. Mm. You've been there for quite a while, mate. They don't look fit. They don't look skillful. They don't look okay, like Mick so the what kick. Okay, so what is what is the tangible? You can't even kick at goal either. What is the tangible target then for moving forward? If you, for whether you make the kick moving no, forward? No, 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 keep moving. Nathan Gray not good enough. But I don't know who the incumbent defensive no, I, coach is. I get is. that. But, Checker, but not what good does enough. become the tangible target to say that okay, this needs to be done? What is you for the next person, whoever it may be? And I know you're saying he there is no one at the moment. For them to come in, what is success to them? Because if New Zealand is way out of the uh, stratosphere, that's who we're marking them against at the moment. Sure, and I think success hasn't changed as an Aussie fan. It's beating the Kiwis at home and being competitive away. Mm -hmm. And then it's being the second best nation in the world Mm -hmm. with a fair chance that if the draw goes your way or a refereeing decision goes your way, you can win a World Cup. So if we win every... That's success for Australia. If if we're sat here in a few weeks' time and and we've all played, everybody's played everybody and you've beaten South Africa away and you've won everyone at home, then does he then become successful? I think the fact that we just conceded 40 points two weeks in a row, you can't erase that. And the fact that we just lost to Ireland, you can't erase that either. That other stuff is almost just needed now to mm. get back to par with mm. that far behind. If that all happens, I don't... Foresee it happening. But if it does happen, sure, I think it's a par season. Mm. Um, you still would have hoped to have beat Ireland and maybe conceded 10 less in both the All Black games. But sure, mm. I, I could stomach that. Whether it happens remains to be seen. Do we want to talk about the game specifically in regards to uh, set piece was better? Not that it couldn't get it much worse. But I the think set um, piece was was better. Yeah, clear as day that 
um, CEO has to play mm. as many minutes as possible. Mm. Um, Thoughts on um, the other side of the scrum? Alatoa, I thought mm. scrummaged very, very well. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he, he definitely outplayed Kepu. Yeah. The 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 previous games. Um, we missed Tupu. I think he we need him. Um, Tataf doesn't look fit enough as hooker. No. Play better, threw mm. better. Yeah. Scrummage well. He can throw much worse. Just good fair. for half an hour, but yeah. Then he just dies. Shame it's an eighty-minute game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, the second row is just mate. Well, they're on the field. I, I'm confused about that second row right now. I, I because they don't do enough. They yeah, don't do, just tapped out. They don't do the dirty work. And um, from what I've seen, well, you look, look at Metallic again. I'm sure, a, that's a tough benchmark. Best player in the freaking and world. He, and he, another moment, he's going, he's going forward, so he's able to roam a little bit freer and stuff like that. But you watch breakdowns, both him, Retallick being best player in the world, but I would also say Whitelock. His work at the breakdown is outstanding, mm. and I don't mean jackling. I mean clearing the ball out for quick ball. And I don't see Rodder and Coleman doing that, and even um, carrying the ball. No, because you have any two less effective blokes, but. But then Simmons Again, is, Simmons there's is no competition there. No. I, I don't know what Rory Arnold's done. He must be injured. Well, the thing is, I looked at the uh, Super Rugby Team of the Year base for the Volvo Players' Choice this the week. The Volvo Players' yeah. Choice. Volvo is that our like, first sponsor? I would like to hope so. Remember, we uh, teachers, we'd Fuck like a Volvo. Volvo. Shit car. Like, let's be honest. If they're giving you a free car, would oh, you say no? Beautiful. I, love it. <laughs> I don't. Um, the two in the row are Arnold and Simmons. Um, so neither of the first choice locks at the moment. Yeah, and I look, I think Coleman's just didn't play enough Super Rugby. The box. Mm. He's good. He's not mm. playing good. Mm. Rod is a work in progress, but surely a better so cup's not a work in progress type of place. No, absolutely not. It's never been and it never will be a, um, a, a place, let's and be honest. Fucking Simmons, you know. What, what's, what's going on with him? Like, seriously, I, I, are, we see, are we not seeing something? No, I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, Rory Arnold, get him back, sir. And then you go to the back row. Um, Pocock was a freak. Mm. Wasn't far off best on park, and he freaking was in a losing side. Mm. Rory, was... Can I just interject? Rory Arnold, I believe, is playing for Canberra, Canberra Vikings. Yeah, right. Um, on, in, for the NRC but you know Saturday. what? Maybe he's just the beneficiary of not playing. Because he got suspended, didn't he, for his red card as well for three yeah. weeks? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe we just rate him because he's not playing. Yeah, and someone that's how good this all black side Stock is. does rise when you don't yeah. play sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, Hooper still looks off the pace, and he kept yeah. trying to make big plays, rushing out of the line. Mm. Um, do you think that was that to Van Barrett. But do you think that was him, or do you think that was an instruction to try and shut down the space? And there's a genuine question there. Well, if it was him, he's an idiot. And if it was an instruction, Nathan Gray's an idiot. Because... Bowden Barrett's a running 10. 100%. I think there's very few people on here saying he's the best passing 10 in the world. If they do, then they're incorrect. This is wrong. Yes. Like he's a running 10. So mm. he's not someone you want to limit his passing options and mm. give him running options. He's someone you want to shut down his running options. 100%. So he's forced to shovel some shit. And mm. when you watch him in the Super Rugby, that's when he struggled, mm. when he was forced to throw those long balls. Mm. Um, in particular, I think it's right to left he really struggles. Um, I mean, that's, which is the opposite of most blokes. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just a crazy, if, if, if a teacher who watches a bit of rugby can see that, what are you doing? You're the Wallaby captain or the Wallaby defensive coach. Mm. What is doing? What did you think of the defensive structure? Because looking at it from on TV, obviously not being there, the defensive structure at times, there was dog legs in the defensive line. We were way too narrow. No, not see, we. This I just said we. That's a problem. Yeah, Australia. no, I like that. Coming on board. Seriously. This is where I'm um, a little bit more 
um, forgiving to Gray, which is hard to be when you consider 40 points two weeks mm. in a row. All our tries come off turnover. Our defensive structures, in quotation, are actually quite good. But when, when they have the ball, we're good. Yeah, we know how to defend. But the defensive structure, when you lose the ball, it's like headless chickens that well, don't know what well, to I don't, do. But I would say that that's not structure because that's yeah, that suppose, that's that play that we're not working. You should be able to okay adjust and be. Well, the coaches should be doing that shit. Yeah, that should be absolutely. training. You should yeah. be just okay. Now you've lost it. Go mm. and just have the ten fastest guy in the world just run it back at you mm. and see if you can boot. And then the other issue is clearly fitness. Mm. Just clearly, de- we just die in the ass. The forty fifth, fiftieth minute. I go again. I said this last week. It's not helped by if you look at the quality of the replacements that are coming on. The Kiwi replacements are just a next another level. Worse than that, though, and, and we'll get to the Kiwi side with the replacements. Is the stupidity of the replacements? Like I just couldn't. I could not understand. I think it was in the backs. He took off DHB, who had been the best, mm. to bring on. I don't even remember, but just whatever it is, it was too long ago, the game. It's probably like Banks, I'm assuming. It was the most pre-planned, stupid mm. decision you've ever seen. Mm. And I think it was Sabil to move back to fullback when you've got a fullback on the bench. No, it was, yeah, it was Tamua to bring on, wasn't it? I think they brought Tamua on and to play 12 Beal and back. then Beal back to 15. What are we doing? Why, why pick Banks then? I can't understand the logic there. Um, it just, it makes absolutely no sense. And then... It was just all pre-planned. Don't bring Samu around with you if he's playing 30 seconds each week. No, it's pointless. If you don't think... Is he worth all the money that you paid for him? (laughs) If you think he's too short to not replace Hooper and Pocock and you think Hooper and Pocock are too good to replace, well, don't put him on the fucking bench then. Pick someone to replace Tui. Yeah, I agree. Who's tall enough to jump in the line out. Mm -hmm. Infuriated. Again, he's still another one who... We were saying had very a very good game uh, a couple of weeks ago, but again, against the cream, um, he hasn't risen. The only top. thing I'd say about Tui is, mate, I'd throw him, I'd forget him forty minutes in. But he was one of the blokes who stood up in the second half and kept fighting. He made a few barnstorming runs and a few mm. good hits when everyone else's heads were down. So mm. a little bit of patience for him but I don't think he's a six I think he is a second rower he is yeah 100% he's, um, he just doesn't have that mobility no. and it's probably one of the reasons we get so bent over on counter attack yeah there's a number of other reasons as well you know, yeah and I mean fundamentally we're just not uh, good enough mm. so what, what what is the we've only got um, I said we again seriously I'm talking to you obviously the, the next game is not until September the so yeah, God, it's stupid, isn't it? Um, which which loses its momentum and all those kind of things. But um, what is then? You've already said the success criteria playing at home. You got to win. Do you see the same fifteen trotting out, bar with Falau coming back because he's then going to be fit? Um, this is where I think Checker does need to go, and what I mean by that is I think this fifteen is all he's got. Mm-hmm. This is how he sees the game. We mm-hmm. need someone who imagines the game differently because I think he does trot out with the same lot. Mm-hmm. I think there might be minor changes at Tupo or Falau and all of a sudden we look that bit stronger. But I don't think Tamua starts. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't think he's got the guts to take out his 10. I don't think he's got the guts to pick a 6 and an 8. Not saying that... I mean, you're not dropping Pocock, but I, I, I question Hooper's spot in the team right now, yeah, the, I, the way he's playing and, and what he brings to the team. But who would you bring in at the six? Well, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. is the whole this problem. Is, this is the thing. Would you bring in Cottrell? When we're thinking of a podcast name, and, and we never can, let's call it No Incumbents. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm in for that. Underscore? Yeah. Underscore? Okay, all right, sure. No incumbents, so I'm in for that. All right, okay. Should we talk about the All Blacks for a while? Because let's be honest, yes, we are um, a... Uh, a podcast that talks about Australia a lot, but we need to talk about the, the to praise the Kiwis for a while. Let's look at the first one, Bowden Barrett. Yes, he's a running ten and made it easy, but the first ever player to score four tries in a uh, in a in a game between the two of you, fantastic achievement. Dude's but absolute freak. Yeah, the, the I mean the only thing, the, yeah, he's a freak. He's mm. he's the best in the world right now. And the argument we had last week, Carter or Barrett, Jesus Christ, he makes it hard not to pick Barrett. <laughs> I know. He, like he, we could be talking about the best five eight ever right now. Um, there's still more to do. We said we we went we, we went with the Carter. <laughs> my, my criticism with him is a flat track bully. Mm. And in those super rugby games when he's versing Kiwi oppositions, mm. he doesn't look so red hot. I would love to see him on a more regular basis playing in front of a pack or behind a pack that's odd going backwards. Yeah, I'd love to see him playing for Australia. Oh, no. And I'd see him playing for Argentina. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Happy to see how good you are. And then throw, I'd love to see Falau at the back of the All Blacks or something because there's testament to their machine. Yeah. Like the whole operation works, which is why he gets that extra yard of space. But, mate, you can't. Mm. You can't say anything but amazing things about him. He, he was phenomenal. I thought Ben Smith was like the unsung hero of the weekend. Mm. He was just phenomenal at the but back. But unsung? I, I feel like we, we he is outstanding. I mean, do you feel like he doesn't get enough... Uh, I think it's just stuff? he looks like an accountant. Yeah. So he just doesn't look the part. That's right. Uh, what do you think of Lamarpi's? Um, and again, Leonard Brown didn't get um, didn't get selected. We had Lamarpi at thirteen. Yeah, at well, I know listen Lam- to us. I know. Uh, I know. Obviously, uh, Leonard Brown came on, but I think it seemed like me. Lamarpi had one job, and it was to run over Curtly Bill. He did pretty well at it. No, I actually reckon Bill stepped up. Uh, Bill no, no, put no, him no. down. No, okay, he did. Are you trying to say Lamarpi didn't run over uh, Bill and have to get someone else to come and help him a couple of times? Yeah, but I, for what Bill is, I think he did his job there, and I think Lamarpi wasn't very effective. Okay. But the counter to that is Bill did nothing in attack. So maybe Lamarpi shattered him by yeah, making him tackle absolutely. all day. And that's why what's Bill doing at 12? Tamuo put Lamarpi on his ass. We've got a game. But, okay, so where'd you put Bill? I know, where'd you put Bill? He runs if you put him at fullback. Uh, is that the option you're going to go for? You know what? I actually, right now, I think I'm ready for Genia 9, Beal 10, Tamua 12. Oh, you need someone to straighten, though. He drifts and no, drifts. No, Tamua straightens, mate. He a can 12? play that role. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm in for that. Um, everyone's fit, Karevi 13. Um, wing Falau, mm-hmm. fullback DHP. Mm-hmm. Uh, other wing Maddox. So, how many votes do we need to get together before you can stab Checker in the back to go and become the new um, coach of the? I'm the in. You in? You in? I'm in. Just put a campaign together, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. Um, Spill. But I don't think that's the plan. And it's harsh on Foley, but maybe it's a it's a a reality check that he needs some competition for his position. Yeah. And Bill's very lateral at ten, but he's not at twelve, and I don't think you can play him at fifteen when you've got Falau, DHB, and Banks. Mm, I agree with that. Falau comes obviously stumped back in. But um, we're going back to Australia. Let's go down to the Kiwis for a second. Um, we talked about um, Barrett, Lamarpi. The the front five continue again to to be fantastic, outstanding. We've already mentioned Retail. They did. I'll tell you what, though. With the scrums, with us picking a more robust scrummaging yes. front row, Kiwis struggle a little. And they were actually getting pinned quite a bit there. Mm. It cost them a try. Mm. Could have well cost them a yellow. Yeah. Um, You'd say, well, this is going to be different against the Bockies, but the Bockies looked horrible. I know. 
Which was disappointing, let's be honest. I wanted a real high-quality game, and I yeah. feel I'm not going to get it. Yeah, so... Well, that's a, this is what I'm saying. They're just that's, so far ahead I now. Agree. I think Australia versus South Africa will be a high-quality game, but because you know the All Blacks exist, you mm. think it's B-grade quality. That's true, probably. If you didn't know the All Blacks exist, you'd think this is mm. amazing. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the idea of putting an, a Barrett and the other Barrett in at 15? It definitely acts as a first receiver, as a different kicking option as well, place kicking from distance, not that they need it, um, as that option in, in the 15 jersey rather than a... Than a McKenzie or a um, or putting Smith in and obviously rotating uh, Rico aren't out there. What do we? Think? I like it, but I just think um, not for at the expense of Rico. Mm-hmm. At the expense of Naholo, maybe, maybe. Yeah. At the expense of Rico, no. But I think yeah, it takes a bit of pressure off his brother. Yeah. It's it's a viable decision, but I just think Rico, in my opinion, is the best back three we got going around and by best I mean most devastating mm. um, so he needs to be in the team where do you rank this um, this Kiwi team right now in regards to the the ones that we've had over the last well, 10 that, years that's what I think is interesting because I reckon maybe outside of Reed, arguably Retallic I don't know if they have the maybe it's just we're a little bit older I was younger then so you idolise players more but I don't feel like they have the Carters the McCaws the Umangas mm. the Jonah Lomas those real names that previous Kiwi sides have had um, they maybe feel you liked like them more then because you weren't getting smashed <laughs> but I, I reckon you, mate they've been in conversation for the best ever mm. yeah best ever Kiwi side right now yeah I'm going to put it out there I would say if you were comparing it to the team even five, six years ago, that team's better, I would say. The team five, six years ago? Yeah, I would say so. I feel more complete. Mm. Like the six is a six, the seven's a seven, the 10 can pass and kick, mm. the 13's a traditional 13. Sure, I, I, I don't know if I agree. I reckon these blokes probably win. What, to be fair, this is not the first time we've disagreed on this podcast. Yeah, and surely the game just evolves. Too. Yeah, and it does. Surely it's right. always getting better. Yeah, completely. My, my, with this Kiwi team right now, I still think, and I've said it before, I don't know who the person would be, but there's still question marks potentially um, in the one six position. You know, yeah. Lou said but you got to remember this is still miss, missing Dan Carls at the front. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't disagree. Probably one six. Maybe out and out 12 and 13. Yeah, but then you bring SBW back and in there, potentially, and Crotty in there. Yeah, it's pretty handy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a squad. It's yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I have to say for the Kiwis, it is great. It is really good fun watching them at times. Uh, particularly, we've already mentioned in Broken Field, they're just devastating. Mm-hmm. The ball movement, um, the support lines that they run, they just throw those offloads because they know their mate's going to be there. And I just think that's a great brand to, to watch. Um, and that's the thing. If, if I wasn't a, an Aussie fan, their turnover tries are about the prettiest thing you can see in rugby. They're yeah. what exactly what we love about rugby. Handling pressure, turning it over, going 100 with 10 passes. It's just when you're a Wallaby fan... You're just throwing shit. <laughs> what were you throwing? Anything? A- everything. Yeah? Okay. Any and everything. My cat is fucked up. <laughs> um, someone who else is... My only... Probably so spoke, you no, I was going to say, someone who'd be equally throwing things is probably South African fans right now, probably. Well, just before, there's a, there's a gorgeous segue. Thank you very much. We're not more than that. <laughs> um, the only thing I just wanted to comment on, the neck rolls were disgusting. 
inconsistency i would say between it there was a number of occasions where and by the way i want to preface this because i know someone will say or well, david pocock's off his feet he's not supporting his body weight and there's all those things i get that but yes he was neck rolled out of the way quite a few times and that does need to be uh, cut out it particularly frustrates me when there's a tmo who is there who's supposed to highlight potential foul play was, and, was, 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 yeah i agree so what was he looking at because there were a few that would have could have changed did the you game. see parise's red card was it Parise in Europe, the shoulder thing? I haven't, no, if I'm honest. So he caught the ball off the kickoff. A bloke tried to tackle him and he went like that with the ball in his hand. I, I know they're listening and they couldn't see what I did. <laughs> I, and I, and I don't even know if it was Parise, actually. I think I'm just, isn't he retired? I don't know. Whoever it was, it was number eight. Can I just say, first of all, you did a demonstration on a podcast. <laughs> Away from the microphone <laughs> yeah. so they couldn't hear it. And you're not sure the guy's name. Anyway, he was red carded for having the ball and leading with the shoulder. Wow. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But on the same weekend, David Pocock gets neck rolled five times. Mm. What are we doing? Go back a month, Israel Folau's being sent off for catching a ball, neck rolling a guy. I don't think it was because he caught the ball. I don't think that was the reason. (laughs) I think that was, if you look it up, that's the actual reason. I don't think he caught it and was like, hmm, that's unfair. And what's annoying is... Because we lose, if you're a Kiwi fan, you just sit there, oh, whinging, I'll see, shut up. I've already said you're better than this. <laughs> I'm talking about a neck roll. And I don't even want cards in the game. I wouldn't mind a penalty. Mm. And then to hear this week that there's been a sanction for it. Mm. So it's being stripped out of the game. Because in my mind, that's... It's very, very dangerous. It's very yeah. dangerous. But Absolutely. I'm not in for cards. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm not calling for cards, but I'm just it. calling for... Consistency, which is never going to happen. And a bit of safety. Yeah, completely. And going back to the role of the TMO, what is he actually doing? What are you doing? Yeah, completely. Um, It's like they're pissed, though, the TMO, just hammered. Yeah, it's a pretty good job, isn't it? Yeah. Just sit there, just pick and choose what you want to interject It'd be like being the all-black coach. Did you actually, how did you feel from from an Aussie point of view also, you were happy that the tries weren't, and there were correct decisions. That one was a mile forward, by the way, and there was another one where was the knock-on. But I still wonder how long... Why did it take so long? You know, like when they when they, Kiwi scored two tries and they were correctly disallowed, but even like they'd scored, they'd celebrated, we'd pretty much just about to kick it and then he interjects. Sometimes I wonder what takes so long for him yeah, to interject. The, the whole thing's poor. Mm. And I think maybe they've made an effort here to do less. Don't do less with the neck rolls. Mm. Do less with checking the knock-on 400 times. Mm. Um, that sort of stuff. So doing less might mm. be lead us to in South Africa in their defence. Yes, they didn't do much of it. <laughs> um, look, I know the South African fans out there might talk about the Edzabet, um obviously yellow card, uh, but we have to look at the Argentinians. I know I would. <laughs> um, let's just look at the positives, first of all, in terms of Argentina. Their first half got out to a big lead. Obviously, um, it narrowed later on with a couple of uh, Mapui tries. Um, in the second half. Uh, but I'm really happy that the Argentinians obviously won this game. It makes it more con- um, competitive. Do you know what I found the coolest part? The crowd. Mm. That was awesome, man. Fever. Or this feverish crowd, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, wicked. I think games like this also show Nicolas Sanchez in his best light. I think he had a really he good had game. He a blinder. Um, and he is, a, I think, again, if you talk about putting Barrett in an Argentinian team, if you put a Nicolas Sanchez in, a, in an all-black team, you'd probably be rating him a lot higher than what you would do You would, but he probably wouldn't even make an all-black super rugby side. No, I know, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, but for the Argentinians, I think that's good. And for the competition, if everyone wins their home games, it will be is that will just determine, obviously, the away game results will determine the second place. So that, that's the big thing for them. Dude, it's... it's it's huge, and it actually, as an Aussie fan, means we can pip second. Mm. 
If Will we, you be disappointed if you don't finish second? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed we're not finishing first. Can that still happen? Could still happen. Mathematically, yes. <laughs> but um, um, with, the, with the South Africans, though, where do they move forward, really? Because if you look at the team, individually, there is a bunch of very good players, where you look at Lowe, Khaleesi, Whiteley, Etzebet, etc. But where do, where do we move forward with this? Well, what I thought was interesting watching it was how much their forwards didn't answer up. Their forwards just got smashed. Which is and, a surprise. And, and well, I think there's this, this myth with Bocky packs, and we certainly perpetuate on this podcast because it's very hard to watch all the South African games. You get in here and you you notice that they're big forwards make runs. But no, we've seen that. When, they, when, when they've toured, because we watch, obviously, all the yeah, South African all games, of all of them, but when they particularly tour, obviously, Argentina, Australia and New Zealand, guys like the, the Sharks forwards and even Etzebet, who was obviously not in the Sharks, they, they have stood up. And Warren Whiteley is a huge player within Super Rugby. Yeah. So I don't. I understand what you're saying. We perpetuate to the idea that we think they're bigger than they're, they're better than what they are. But I actually think in Super Rugby maybe that they are. But I, just, I think there was this myth coming that you know that, that that's where they take it but to I the All Blacks. It was a myth, was it? Well, yeah. You, you're probably or it may be a moderate exaggeration. But yeah. We, you know, you, the, the exciting thing was can the All Blacks do it when yeah. the Bocky packs come in and they keep it tight and go around the corner. Yeah, nuts. And, and we we sit here with the Wallaby twenty three. None of them are making a throw at the All Black forwards. None. Oh, I'd say Marks. Marks, Marks, Marks gets over Taylor. Dan Cole's fit though. He doesn't. It's closer. Yeah. It's but, close. No, Marks probably makes it. Marks yeah. is a freak. Um, I'd probably. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd find a place. No, that's it, yeah. Whiteley at six for Squire? Yeah, you could even argue Khaleesi is a six potential. I know he's a seven, but you could But he's a six because they wear their jerseys backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. They, yeah, you're right. There's not many. Yeah, and I think... But, not many. But the way I thought of South Africa was like, well, they might surprise the All Blacks here mm. with your flashy backs. Uh, and then the Argentinian boys just stomped them with their, in the first half. With their flashy backs. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy Argentina one. Yeah, me too. I'm, me I'm too. I'm, I'm, look, come on. You're always going for the underdog. Jim wasn't. Uh, Jim was very lucky. Uh, he very loves good. South Africa. Remember, remember an argument months ago on the podcast, him telling me how great South Africa was? Lost to Argentina, champ. Yeah. How... Um, how, how's that? So looking at their props right now, um, I don't think Kitzkoff is is even in their team. No, I can't even make the team. He's on the bench, mate. <laughs> Definitely not the number one prop in the world, buddy. Yeah? Doing super well. So what is it moving forward for the South Africans? Well, I think they had announced that they were going to send a bit of a development squad to Australia. They're not going to do that now. No, and that's what they've said. Yeah. Now, they, now they can't. Yeah, absolutely. Which is a shame. <laughs> You wanted a morale boosting. Win, I, I was you? in for the development <laughs> squad. At border control. Excuse me. This is not the same squad you uh, told Marks? me. Yeah? No, no, no. You yeah. go home. Um, <laughs> not the right paperwork. Sorry. <laughs> so um, obviously they're going to have to pick their best twenty-three, and they're going to come to Australia to prove a point. Absolutely. Um, because do you think it'll become an, an attritional game? Look, no. I think. If, if you've got any brains, if you're South Africa, you do what Ireland did. You do what England did to beat us, and that is you kick, you kick your threes, you beat us at scrum, you beat us at line out, um, and you observe the fact that we have no forward runners. Mm. So we've only got lateral. Mm. And you shut that down, and then you start sending your forwards at us. Mm. Um, the only team who doesn't have to do that to beat Australia is the All Blacks. So don't fall into their game Category, plan. Yeah. 
do what you do well, which is sending big, giant, ball-carrying forwards mm. at us, mm. kicking the corners, we still don't have an antidote for that gameplay. Oh, no, absolutely. And, and I think with Falau not being 15, as good as DHP was, and I think he was awesome, um, we didn't look as sturdy under that high ball. Yeah. Talking about, I know this is this is a great segue again. Mm, I love about, a segue. Uh, we, someone tweeted out the other day, and I'm just going to go and look at it, that Israel Flower is the highest paid rugby player in the world. Is he worth it? I, I, I just don't think, I don't think it's a valid conversation. Because I think for me, Australia is just an incredibly competitive sports market. And we don't have a giant population, but rugby's four, mate, for winter sports. Mm-hmm. And Falaos happens to have played the top of league, the top of AFL, and the top of union. So he had a pretty fair choice. In addition to that, our rugby is competing with Japan and Europe. Mm. So, no, he's not worth that. We only get 60,000 to our biggest games, and mm. there's not that many people watching on TV. We just don't have a choice. Mm. If we weren't willing to pay that for him and for Hooper... Um, what the fuck? We we're not going to have anyone mm. that will be playing league. Mm. So it just makes it. I, I just don't think it's a it's a realistic question. Now, if he could stop being a bigot, given no. how much he's getting paid, <laughs> you, you might pay him some more if he stops <laughs> being a bigot. Yeah, I, I would feel less bad about it. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Fair enough. Uh, now we've obviously got a week off, mm. um, so maybe Jim will have the shirt sorted and be back for the next one. Or is he going to miss that one as well? Like he. Potentially misses tackles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it would be good. So there's no real way that we can, and I probably haven't done enough um, justice to that Argentina-South Africa game, but we've got a, we, we can't project forward, but we will be back, I'm assuming, to do the, the next one. And hopefully you'll be in a more positive mood because Australia would have been in South Africa in a couple of weeks' time. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm probably more excited about it because uh, whether we win or not, it's mm-hmm. going to be competitive. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope it's going to be competitive. The The first all-back game, you know, you're a little bit deluded. You're a little bit excited. You realise. The second all-black game is pretty hard. Like, it's you, pretty hard. You, you've turned into what I was like for many years in regards to, yeah, I really want England to win. Just know it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's the lack of incumbents. I've always felt, even through our down years... In 2007, 8, 9, whatever, take your pick. I always felt like I could sit there and pick my 22. And if the coach just picked those players, maybe, you know, there was, you could point the finger and say, this is where you're wrong. Vote Blake for the Australian coach. I wouldn't do that. But you can't even do that now. Because arguably he's picking the best players. Mm. It's not good enough. Yeah. And that's the saddest point from an Australian fan, isn't it? That's the saddest point. You that's have where the best it, players, but you're just not good enough. But that's where it takes someone with cojones to go, right, the whole thing needs looking at. Yeah. From grassroots, from juniors, from sevens, from private schools to public schools. You do realise that's never going to happen. Subbies, yeah? All of it needs an overhaul mm. so that the culture can change and, and we see the dividends 15 years from now, mm. 20 years from now, rather than just, you know, if we poach him or we get the better coach... That might get you momentary success, but we're just in a downward direction. Spiral right yeah. now. Yeah. Maybe we do need to focus. Get, uh, maybe it will happen. You never know. I don't think it will, but maybe it will. Someone will see the light, and maybe there will be a grand changes in, in grassroots. Because I know kids at our school will really want to play, but unfortunately I can't get a 15-side team out. So, uh, no, there's no way. And even something as simple as the sevens. Mm. 
Absolutely. It's, it just can't even happen. So they all play league. Yeah. And yeah, they're not the next Wallabies. No offence, guys. Um, they're <laughs> not the next Wallabies, but they're pushing for a second grade jersey mm. at the club team and someone's mm. got to play a little bit better in first grade. Mm. So the guy who makes the Tars squads 10% better, whatever. Yeah. Um, to finish on a positive note, I saw you you retweeted. You're the, um, the leader of our Twitter well, account. Don't out of the bus like that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you you, uh, you tweeted, congratulations to our, apparently our number one fan, TDC Woods, on his engagement. Yeah, so yeah, nice, good. Way to, nice way to finish. Congratulations, congratulations. on your engagement. Um, enjoy the planning process. Yeah, let's celebrate. Yeah, completely <laughs> at some point. So all the best, mate. Thanks yeah. for listening, everyone else. Yeah, and um, we'll be back soon. Yeah, Sunday. <laughs> Not this Sunday. Sunday, just tell them Sunday. Sunday, we've got it in our diary. <laughs> 10 o'clock Sunday. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. See ya.